Brand new record high. The average in Canada, well over two bucks now, $2.06 a litre is the average price for a litre of gasoline in our country. In some places, I mean, it's, we complain about it here and we should. The average price in Alberta, it's over $1.80 in Calgary um, and Edmonton as well. And so, I mean, you know how it is, but if you go into (laughs) <laughs> you go into BC or other parts, it, it's it's two fifty ish in that area. So I mean, it's man, oh man, oh man. It's anticipated, unfortunately, that we're going to see the price of gas hit two dollars twelve cents on average across the country um, this week. Three more cents at least going up in some areas. So brace yourself. And and the, and the problem is you know, now there's stories in the news today about the cost of milk. Dairy farmers say they need more money because of inflation. So you're going to see the cost of milk going up. Um, you name it. What hasn't gone up? We've talked about real estate. We've talked about the price of food. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. We're into a very, very high inflationary period, the highest inflation that we've seen in a very, very, very long time in this country, 30, 40 years, depending on what particular marker you're looking at. And in response, we now see the Bank of Canada trying to adjust interest rates pretty dramatically, half point hikes two months in a row to try and cool things off. But it's not like, you know, it, 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 they, they, the Bank of Canada can solve what is a problem that may well be happening far beyond Canada's borders, as we've talked about. It's, it's a mess. So to help us get some understanding about uh, the situation we might be in, we have Jacqueline Best joining us, a professor at the University of Ottawa's School of Political Studies who's researched previous periods of inflation and the attempts to try and con- control them. Uh, Jacqueline, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Hi, thanks so much, Jay. Yeah, Very happy ta- to be here. It's a really fascinating time to be uh, taking a look at what's going on. You call it a polycrisis, right? Where, where <laughs> yeah. it's not just one simple thing. Explain what a polycrisis is to us. Yeah, it's quite a mouthful. A polycrisis really is when you have a series of crises that intersect and magnify each other. So basically the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Gotcha. Um, and obviously, yeah, today we can think, just think of it, if it feels like every day there's another crisis, you're probably not entirely wrong, right? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, it, just before it, we got to the interview, like, price of gas going up this week, price yeah. of milk going, I mean, you're right. It's just one thing after yeah. another. Um, what's causing all of this? Is, like you say, there's a number of crises. Which ones do you think are, okay, we can point to this, 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 and this? Right. Well, obviously the pandemic is the one you can't avoid. That's been, and that in itself obviously was, you know, is perhaps, right, uh, like obviously a health crisis, a you know, and a massive economic crisis mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, we've got the supply crises and supply chains, which are, are, are uh, making it difficult for us to you know, buy some very basic things. Um, we've got also, you go on the political side of things, right, the war in Ukraine, which is a massive global political crisis, but it's also an economic crisis, right? It's got, it had, it's had a huge impact on the price of energy. Um, you've got Prices impact on price food. on food prices, yep. yeah, absolutely, and also massively magnifying uncertainty. You know, economies don't like having no idea what's going to come next, and in the context of a war, that's very hard to know. Um, I mean, energy prices, the energy crisis is being driven by those other, you know, particularly the, the war in Ukraine, but is it itself? I think obviously we live it as a as a crisis. As you were saying, when you go to the pump and you say, "What? Yeah. <laughs> where where is gas going?" Um, and, and in the background, the sub- you've got the climate, you know, climate change and 
that, you know, we're starting to see, I mean, I thought my mom lives in Penticton, you know, and you had all the forest fires and yep. you got the floods and in Ontario, you know, here in Ottawa, we just had that terrifying storm. Um, and that's sort of in the background again, but obviously we're going to have to transition is going to be a challenge and that's another, you know, potentially, you know, that's another crisis we might be living through. And inflation is in the middle of all this, right. And is yeah. is being intensified by um, being caused by more than just one one variable, right? A whole bunch of stuff going on at once. Um, you know, there's so many other things we could we can continue to talk about. You got the supply chain issues and all the rest of that yeah. stuff, Jacqueline. But when we talk about how we're going to deal with it, how we're going to address it, and you yeah. take a look at okay, Bank of Canada's raising in interest rates by a full percentage in the last two months here now. Mm. Um, that's the lever that they pull. Is that going to do it? Unfortunately, I don't know. It's not going to be enough. I mean, I would say it is necessary at this point. Um, really low rates, although, you know, <laughs> they make life easier in some ways. They they cause problems, like we've seen, you know, some, like we can talk about an asset bubble, you know, the increase in house prices and stock market prices, um, which is unsustainable, can increase inequality because only some folks can benefit from those benef- from those increases. Um, so, yes, you know, the, in that sense, normalizing rates, not a bad idea, but the transition time, it can be very difficult um, and it's also like it's not going to fix you know, you're not going to fix the, the war in Ukraine. Right. And the impact on energy prices. You're not going to fix that with an interest rate increase. Um, those kinds of food price increases that are that are being driven by these shortages and so on. Again, you're not going to be fixing that. You're not going to be fixing supply chain problems. What you do by raising rates is you start ultimately you know, squeezing out demand, slowing demand. Um, and so you do have an impact. One of the causes driving inflation, obviously, is people saying, hey, I've not you've been spending my if you're lucky. Right. Not everyone's in the situation. But those of us who saved a bit, maybe didn't go out as much and so on during the pandemic are now saying, hey, I would like to spend my money. Um, and that's one of the things driving demand that will be slowed eventually by higher rates. If you know, borrowing a car, borrowing money to buy a car is more expensive. Um but at the same time, it's yeah, it's not going to fix some of those other more complicated, complex problems and sources of inflation. You know, obviously, all of us feel the impact when we go to the grocery store, the gas pump, mm-hmm. as we've talked about. But beyond that, bigger picture, economics um, and, you know, the financial makeup and, uh, you know, the financial sector, all of that. Is there a risk to that as well? I mean, could this be much more substantial than just having to pay more? You mean in the sense of eventually having, well, there's two things. One, initially, there's always a risk when you start increasing uh, interest rates that it's, it's a very, it's not a subtle tool. And, uh, you know, for, for interest rates to really bite, they often slow growth enough that you end up with unemployment going up. And you can end up quite easily, central banks always try for what they call a soft landing. They yeah. are incredibly difficult to engineer. It's really more art than science. And that's even in normal times. And this is not, you know... <laughs> Not normal times right now. Um, and so the, the likelihood of, uh, I mean, my worry, I maybe I'm pessimistic about this, my worry is that yeah, we will we will see the bank continuing to increase rates because they're kind of been a, backed into a corner. And they, you know, their job is to keep inflation low and inflation is not low. No. And so they were, they won't do what it takes. But at the same time, the cost is, is quite likely going to be a recession. That would be my pessimistic, but again, having looked historically, my sense that that's probably what we're going to see, particularly in this case where, again, it's not clear, like, and you could even end up, I, 
with stagflation, which is this horrible thing they had in the 70s where you had inflation and stagnation or like a recession at the same time, which is like the worst of both worlds. Um, again, I think that's not that there's not a huge chance of that. But when you move into a situation like this, where you know a lot of the causes of inflation are not sensitive to interest rate changes, that you can end up there. Um, and in terms of you know the financial sector, is there another financial crisis possibly looming? I mean, when you have something where the conditions change pretty quickly and you're seeing interest rates go up the way that they are, is there a risk that we could see, you know, some of the financial institutions that we look to sort of find them themselves in trouble? It is a risk. I mean, I, again, I wouldn't call it a high risk, okay. but I would say we're moving into a higher risk, you know, than before. Because yes, what you see, well, one of the big sort of flash risk factors for if you look at the sort of financial health of Canada is, um, you know, how expensive houses are and how highly indebted Canadians are um, and how many Canadians are borrowing, you know, huge amounts to get into those houses, um, partly on the basis of very low interest rates. So that's one of the places where interest rates do kick in, like they start biting faster when they go up. Um, and, and that's a worry. That's actually something the Bank of Canada is going to be paying attention to. Um, because that's going to be a worry. And, and the level of household indebtedness in Canada is also very high right now. So that's a vulnerabi- vulnerability in the financial sector. Um, you also, I mean, you m- you probably noticed, you know, that there was a bit of a wobble in crypto um, and some problems in the sort of crypto world. And that's one of the things you see in, in financial systems in these moments where things are not going as well and people start, you know, paying more attention to what they're investing in, they sometimes start actually looking a little more closely. Like almost anything can look like a good investment when markets are generally going up. When they start kind of slowing down or going backwards, people start selling the stuff that's not as as, uh, sort of reliable or safe. They start moving into safer assets. um, And that's a moment where you can see, you can, there's a sort of risk of crisis. And I would say in this case, banks have really quite safe and they're even safer than the 2008 crisis. But at the same time, um, you know, there are there's been the rise of fintech and there's like the markets have changed quite dramatically. A lot more regular folks are invested in the markets. And so there's a lot of unknowns and every financial crisis is different. Um, so it's very hard to know what it's going to look like. But I, I would say, yeah, that the risk is, is, is higher now. It's not. Um, I would definitely, you know, I wouldn't bet on it happening right, yeah, exactly. anytime soon. But I would say, yeah, that's something. And that's something that the Bank of Canada is going to have to get, pay attention to. Because monetary policy and, you know, they're also partly responsible for financial stability. And so they have to always be attentive to, you know, they may end up slowing the rate increases at a certain point if they start seeing the risk of a uh, housing crash, right? Because they really don't want to be responsible for exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, no so, kidding. Yeah. Don't not do that again. Uh, Jacqueline, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you joining us. You're very welcome. Thanks. To, pleasure to talk to you, Jay. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. That is Jacqueline Best, who is a professor at the University of Ottawa's School of Political Studies, who has researched previous periods of inflation and the attempts to control the market.